Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to one more episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And today's episode is going to be a discussion about how these medicines, this earth medicines that we've been talking about for the last episodes can help us heal. But more than that is to also understand that they're not a quick fix. And what do I mean by that? When we work with this earth medicines, there is a process. A lot of us comes from a world where we are giving like aspirin or certain medications, antibiotics, and different things that help us feel better faster. Sometimes we go into surgery and then that also kind of like removes the pain. But even then, when we do that, there is a healing process that takes time. And this is what we're going to be discussing today. And what I want to make sure that you that are listening understands that if you are going to choose the path of healing with earth medicine, with psychedelics or other types of holistic medicines, that there is a process and that it takes time. It takes so much time. Sometimes it can take a couple of months, sometimes can take years, sometimes can take a few months. But at the end of the day, it takes time. I just came back from the jungle a few days ago. I go down there pretty often. The last time I was there was in December of last year. And it's really interesting when I'm doing intention settings with my client, with the shaman next to me. And the things that they want to get out of the medicine, the things that they want to heal, um, how they want to free themselves. And everybody has something that wants to get rid of. So we could be happier or we can be more successful or have a more abundance or whatever it is. Right. And when I do these processes, I translate to the shaman or maestra or taita and I tell them what they're telling me. And the first day is pretty interesting because she's just getting to know them. So the first day is really interesting because we're just first getting to know them. So that's really curious. And then the second day and the third day, the answers that the maestra or the shaman gives to the person sometimes are very much like the same. And she says, this is not 
a quick fix. This is not something that you do one time and then all of a sudden you're a new person. There are aspects of you that do change through the process. You can see it in the way you, you, look, you look, some people glow, some people are very radiant, some people feel a little bit lighter, but the integration process is what's going to help you to really make a permanent change. So I'm going to speak from my experience with ayahuasca and I'm going to share the process that the maestros go through when you work with the medicine for at least a number of three times. So when you do ayahuasca with the shapivos and you were to do three ceremonies and what I'm sharing with you is what the shaman that I work with shared with me. So if it doesn't sound like the same thing that your shaman or other cultures do this, it doesn't mean that it's wrong, but it is the way that she works. So she said to me, she said, Jimena, the first ayahuasca ceremony that we do is to cleanse the body, is to go in and then remove anything from the physical body that doesn't belong there. And for a long time, I thought that he meant like physical, but in this culture's there is no separation between the physical, the spiritual, and the mental. They're actually the same thing. So it's a ceremony where the maestra works with the medicine to remove anything that your body, your spiritual body, your physical body, your mental body doesn't need or it gets on the way from the medicine to go deeper into the healing. So that's the first one. The second ceremony is the ceremony that now what we do is bring in that which we want to fill this new empty clean vessel with. And when we do that, when we bring something new in, then there is also a healing process because it's like now residing in the place and there's things that are new that maybe doesn't feel the way that we usually feel. And sometimes with the newness can come some, something uncomfortable. So it can be something uncomfortable and it can, and it can feel good and it can feel different in all these different ways. And then on the third ceremony, after we have cleansed the body and then we have put something in the body, then what we do is we ground. So we take everything and we like ground it into the body into the body and then they she does this thing that she puts like an arcana on you and basically what it does it like protects you so then when you go outside then the other energies doesn't clash with what you did and the work because you're so sensitive to energies at that point so that's like the first step right if you were to work with ayahuasca and you were to do three ceremonies and then coming back that's when you start doing a lot of the work for the healing that you seek, even if it's emotional or is it physical or if it is a spiritual, right? Let's say I go down to the jungle to heal my eating disorder. I work with the medicine for three weeks, for three, for three uh, drinks, and then I come back and I feel like I'm healed. Then what my job is 
when I come home is that I start adopting practices that doesn't feed that pattern that I used to have. Because the pattern is already broken. But the challenge is we are creatures of habit. So when we adopt a habit, it becomes automatic. And when a habit becomes automatic, that's the part where it makes it really hard to break. But then when you work with these medicines, there is moments that that pattern kind of like gets shattered. And now we have the opportunity to start again. And that's when we must act. And when we act and we do integration and we already talk about the integration process and how that looks like, then you then revisit where you will, where, where you were left off. And then you revisit whatever you journal, whatever you wrote. And then if something is not where we want it to be, then we do the process all over again. And you may say, Jimena, but that sounds, that sounds like, oh my God, when does it end? When does the work end? And the work never ends. And, and, it's, and there is a beauty to it. There is a beauty to it. Please bear with me. It's not all bad. It's not like, oh my God, what are we going to do about it? It's nothing like that. Because we are in constant discovery of who we are. That is what is the most beautiful thing about us humans beings. There is so much, there is so much variety in the mind, in the body, in the essence of a human being. We're constantly growing and learning. I mean, you know that the cells that you use today are not the same that you use tomorrow. They're constantly changing. And the fastest we embrace that, the fastest, the fastest we realize that we are constantly evolving, constantly changing and growing and we can either grow to be the best version of ourselves or we can grow to be the worst version of ourselves. Just notice that. Is whatever you choose. So there is there is so much excitement and beauty and curiosity and newness and joy and abundance in growing to become the better version of yourself that there is on the other side. On the other side, there is a lot of comfort. But sometimes comfort can make us negligent. So there is something that we got to be very careful in like that, that midpoint of like being comfortable and uncomfortable. It's like really important for us to find that place. And again, when we choose to go into this healing journey, there's people that go about it because of their physical body. And that's also very true. 
right? There is people that have different disease like diabetes or cancer or, or problems with their nervous system like HDD and PTSD and all these different things. And something that is really interesting about physical illnesses, going back into there's no separation between the physical, the mind, and the spirit. When we really sit down to look into the root cause of these physical illnesses, funny enough, they get tied to an emotional wound or a trauma. It's insane. It can be lack of self-love. It could be self-sabotage that ties with lack of self-love. It can lead to anger, to resentment, to guilt, sadness, fear. And when we address that particular emotion and then trace the trauma that happened in some point in this person's life, it could even be in the womb. This is the part that is insane. Like, When we really sit down to realize that everything is connected, is spirit, physical, emotional, we realize that our spirit transcends time and space. And I know here I'm like getting a little bit on the spiritual side and talking more about the quantum aspect of the healing and I'm going to bring it back. There is no difference. So I'm going to tell you a story of one of my clients' lash student. She reached out to me a couple of years ago because she was diagnosed with blood cancer. And she didn't want to use any of the... Um, medicine that we have here in the States to heal. And to be honest, she shared with me that there wasn't much that they could do about it. So she was already going through this path of healing in a very holistic way. She changed her diet. She worked meditation. She started exercising and she saw a drastic change, but it wasn't enough for her to like feel herself. And she was young too. So she was getting tired very easy and she really wanted to, to, um, to just be free of, of, of that and the fear of not knowing if one day she was going to be around. So she did some research about earth medicines and she found ayahuasca and she thought that ayahuasca was the perfect medicine for her to cure her blood cancer. And then I talked to her and in our conversation, since she was sharing her story, I instantly knew that the medicine for her was Cambo. Because as I mentioned, you guys, in other episodes, um, there isn't a specific peptide in Cambo that destroys cancer cells um, and is scientifically proven. So 
I suggested her that. I said, this is your solution. And I know this medicine, I believe in this medicine, and I believe that if you choose to work with this medicine, the chances of you healing your cancer are extremely high. I have no doubt in my heart. So eventually she decided to work with the medicine and she came, she came to one of our trainings. Um, she sat for the medicine for the first time. She had an experience. She felt a change uh, because Campbell is one of those medicines that you can actually feel a physical like boost of energy. That's, that's something because of the peptides. Um, you can really feel like, oh, my energy's up now. Like you feel stronger. Is that is that is part of the benefits of that medicine from the physical aspect. So she noticed that and then she commit and she said, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna learn how how to work with this medicine myself. I'm going to dose myself um, as often as I can. I think she was doing once a week. And I trained her, I taught her how to do that. And then she went off and she committed. And every week, if not every other week, this woman was sitting with Campbell regularly. Like it became her practice. And like I mentioned, Campbell is not a very pleasant medicine to work with. Um, once you break the fear of it, of course, um, because there is a lot of purging, it's very physical. There's not psycho, it's not psychoactive. And then last year on December, she reached out to, to our teacher and she told our teacher, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I just got my blood work back and they find, they found no trace of cancer in my cells. And then he sent me the text message and I, I, I cry, I cried of gratitude. I cried of, um, wowness. I cry of joy. I cry of so many things. I was like, this is incredible. I mean, this woman took on her hands, her own healing. And she said, I'm going to make something about it. I'm going to do something about it. But in that process, she wasn't only targeting the cancer cells. She was targeting whatever emotional trauma created that in her life. Just sit with that for a minute. Like, it's profound. When we humans give us ourselves the opportunity to become the best version of ourselves. Constantly. If you really look at it from a place of curiosity, there is so much that you can learn and grow. So for me, she is such a great example of commitment and tenacity and perseverance working with earth medicine. Because it requires that level of consistency and constantly checking in with ourselves and noticing which part of our lives require the attention for us to find out what else is there to be better. And of course, keeping the balance of also acknowledging everything that you have accomplished 
Because sometimes we forget when we're when we're doing this work. I have I have so many people, including myself, that sometimes felt so lost after doing so much work. I mean, I know people that have been working with earth medicine for more than a decade, and they're still doing the work. And in the process, the level of gratitude that they have for their discoveries is profound that it keeps them going. And I think that that is a huge word that we need to deepen into our souls and is gratitude. Star. Gratitude is the remedy of fear. Gratitude is what makes us see the beauty in the tiny little things that we forgot. Gratitude is something that if we choose to use different colors for it, we can paint rainbows and, and, and unicorns and just make your day so much better. Sometimes we get so caught up by the to-dos and the things that we need to do that we forget to be in gratitude. I'm going to share a story about how ever so often I'm reminded of having gratitude for the place that I am today. And a couple of months, I was um, in a place that it wasn't pretty fun. I was I was actually pretty angry and upset. And I was here, sitting here, exactly where I'm at, going through my process. And what I mean by it, losing my mind of rage. And I was sitting, and I was kind of with my eyes closed, and I was like breathing super heavy. And honestly, I wanted to toss everything. I wanted, I have two, I have two screens. I wanted to throw my screens out of it. I wanted, I wanted just literally like 10 novella style, just kind of like lose my mind and just say, fuck it. But I didn't. I sat here, internalized all of it, kind of went through the process myself, noticed all my conversations, continue breathing connecting with the ground and at the same time thinking this is bullshit I just want to rage and then I went through it I don't know I took about I will say maybe less than an hour maybe 45 minutes and then after that I kind of got out of it took some water took some deep breath and journal about it and then I call it a night or call it a day anyways and it felt awful <laughs> It really felt awful, to be honest with you. It wasn't, it wasn't anything, nothing about it was fun. So then uh, next week I call my coach. And when I do work with my coach, she always asks me, what is the outcome? What do I want to achieve at the end of my call? Or what do I want to talk about? So I tell her about this and I was like, her name is Otelia. And I'm like, Otelia, 
it's like this happened and then I don't I don't understand like I've done all of this work with Tony Robbins and I do all of these things and I just I just like can't seem to like find my cool when these things happen like I just I just want to be neutral I just want to be chill like why do I have to get so worked up about these things I don't get it and and then she just listened on the other side of the call. And then she asked me a question. She said, Jimena, for how long were you like that? And I said, I don't know, maybe like 45 minutes to two hours. Like the whole process lasted until I was just like fine to like go back to do whatever it is that I needed to do. And she said, okay. Um, the last time that you felt like that, that you actually raged. Like you went bonkers that you kind of like throw everything. You took your phone, you throw it across the room. You were angry. You kind of like full on Hulk. When was the last time that happened to you? And I said, damn. I was like, maybe over 10 years. And she's like, okay. She's like, okay. And then how long would it take you back then to get out of it? And I was like, damn, probably like a couple of days. Like I wouldn't be raging, but I will be angry and I will be pissed off to everybody. Like I, like, I, of course I would be really mad at the person that made me feel that way. Not that anybody can make you feel anyway. Um, but back then I thought they did. So I was definitely angry to whoever trigger me. And then whoever didn't trigger me, but was around me, I was angry at them too. <laughs> so everybody got some. And, and then I said, yeah, like a couple of days, probably I don't remember. I mean, sometimes I will remember and then I will like explode again. She said, okay, how long did it take you to go from that to where you are right now? And I'm like, damn. It's like, it's been a journey. It's been a long journey. And then she asked me, when was the last time that you got like that? And it took you more than a day to not feel that way. And then I sat there and I thought about it. And I said, wow, it's been probably a couple of years, maybe like three, four years. And then, and, and then she said, and now it only takes you about 45 minutes and two hours. Isn't that growth? And my mind exploded. I was like, whoa. I was like, damn. And she said, isn't that a huge celebration for you to realize that you have get, you have gotten to know yourself so well? that you're able to be in that space and still keep your cool and then shift out of it in less than two hours. Where there's people out there that they don't shift out of it at all, if not, never. And then it made me realize that sometimes I take so many things for granted in my own journey, in my own healing journey. And sometimes I beat myself up over things that I thought I, he I healed, but then I look back and I'm still falling in the same trap. 
But then when I take a moment, when I take a pause to see the growth, the curve from where I started to where I am today, then I'm memorized by it. And I'm like, whoa, this is how much I've grown. Because sometimes when we grow, we don't notice. The people in our lives notice, but sometimes we don't. It's like when you go to the gym constantly and you don't see the change in your body until the change is drastic. Until the change is completely drastic, you notice. And even then, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're still thinking that we're in the same place that we were before. Until we really sit down to go back and look and see. So with everything that I've said from the beginning and until now, is for those of you that are in your healing journey, that are starting your healing journey, that have been in your healing journey, or, uh, or have been for a long time in your healing journey, at some point you thought or you think that this medicine will be the magic pill that will fix all of my problems. Remember, that is not the case. And also remember that it's better that way because the things that really, really value and that matter are the things that take work. And becoming that better version of ourselves takes work. Healing our bodies takes, takes work, takes commitment, takes self-love. But the, 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 the result that you're going to receive from your loved ones, from yourself, from the world, for the creator or the universe or whatever it is that you believe is priceless. Is so priceless. I can't spend so much time telling you stories of every single moment that I've been taught that and I've been showing that. Not not too long ago, like two days ago, I came back from doing all this work of helping other people in their healing journey and in the process I, I, I experienced my own. And then I came back home and then I came back home to be welcomed by a shower of abundance in my work, in my relationship, with my friends, financially. And it's because my main focus is how can I be better today and every single day? That's my prayer. And of course, there's going to be days that I'm not the best version of myself. And those are the days that I tap into my forgiveness and my grace. And then if I need to ask for forgiveness or apologize to those around me, I, I do. And I take ownership and responsibility. But if every single day... We can do something better for ourselves and then share that with the world. Just imagine the difference that you will create 
on other people's lives. And then by doing that, maybe being a catalyst for their own healing too. So I invite you to sit with yourself and realize how much you have grown and how much healing have you developed in your life. And then if you ever fell on this illusion that these medicines can help you have a quick fix, forgive yourself and do the work. Thank you so much for listening and until the next time. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.